Welcome to Learn to Buy and Sell Cars with your host, Randy Adams. Randy has been in the business for decades and is ready to share with you everything you need to know about buying, selling, trading, and dealing with cars. And now, the host of Learn to Buy and Sell Cars, Randy Adams. Good morning, San Antonio. This is Randy Adams, Learn to Buy and Sell Cars.com. Thank you for tuning in, listeners. Hey, tell 20 people if you like what I'm doing, the education I'm trying to be your mentor, trying to be there for you, trying to give you options. Uh, we're going to talk about a little bit about options. We're going to talk a little bit about all kinds of stuff, the good, the bad, and the ugly about the car business. We're going to talk about the future, what's going on, how people are tied up. So let's take the Lord first. Dear Heavenly Father, I give you the praise and the glory for this day, for the ability and talent that you bless me and everybody that's listening. Let us have wisdom and knowledge. Let us grow from you and learn from listening from others. Let us be better listeners and let us examine our our needs and our pleasures and our pride and our issues and just everything that we may make better decisions because of you in our lives. And I ask this all in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Well, it's time to turn on Facebook. I mean, you know, they don't like me uh, doing what I do. But anyway, uh, thank you, Lord. Uh, thank you, listeners. Uh, thank you for the opportunity to come before you and uh, explain to you what's going on, the good, the bad, and the ugly about the car business. And uh, how a lot of things affect the car business. What's going on in this world? What should we expect? And I'm telling you, the uh, manufacturers got, are worried. They know more than we know. I mean, they've got futuristic people. They've got uh, economists. They've got accountants. They've got everything that they need, you know. And, uh, and so you, you just got to understand the direction that they're going, uh, what they're trying to do. Um, and they just wiped out their inventory. Unbelievable. I can't believe. Hello, Terry Smith. And so I can't believe there's so many people in this world that that are wanting to spend money like there's no tomorrow. I mean, you know, make decisions today that will pay off tomorrow. You know, we go to school for everything in the world, but we don't go to school for buying and selling cars. Why? We need to make a better decision. We need to, This is our financing. You know, you work 40 hours a week, and sometimes some people work for that 40 hours. Hello, Greg. Greg's watching from Michigan. And so we, we go to work for 40 hours, and let's say you make $1,000 that week. I just, I've seen some payments lately that are 1000 of $1,700. $1,700. A lady called me the other day and said, and she's on the radio, and she said, I think we're making a mistake, Randy. And I said, what do you mean? She said, we're getting out of our lease. We're tired of leasing cars because, you know, we've been leasing for years, and at the end of the lease, we don't have anything left. You know, we, we just hand them the money. We don't own a car. We haven't improved. And we don't put a whole lot of miles on the truck. My husband doesn't. He's low miles. He's got a year left on it. He's way under what he needs to be. And so they were going to trade the one in that is on lease. Hello, Bubba. And so, uh, uh, you know, they, they were they were trying to figure out what was the best. And their payment was going to be 1700 a month to buy a truck with a little less miles than what they were doing. I said, well, buy that truck from the leasing company. You can buy it. They didn't realize that. There's a lot of options, a lot of opportunities. And so they're, they saved about 15000 
by buying that truck versus buying a truck from a dealership because there's no way that you're going to win. I mean, you walk into a dealership and you're not educated enough. I don't care who you are. I mean, if you've been selling cars 10 years ago and you walk in there today, you don't know how how, how hard it is to figure out what they're doing nowadays. I mean, F&I departments, there's people in this town. Stop and think about this. There's people in this town that work in the F&I. That's finance and insurance. That's where you sign up. That's where you buy extended warranties, gap, add-ons, this, that, and the other. Uh, dealer prep, which is, is a joke. You know, they'll charge you five eighty for that. That's a pure joke. I mean, they get all cars ready. And so the F&I apartment, these guys make thirty. 40. There's one guy who makes forty to forty five thousand a month in this town and he's works the F and I department and he lives in a Dominion in a high dollar a home. I mean, you know, what is this business turned to? What direction is going and it's not stopped? Warren Buffett owns over a hundred dealerships. Hey, he knows where a cash cow is. He owns over 100 dealerships, and he wants to buy 200 more. Penske owns almost 100. He wants to buy more. All these big billionaires want to own them. All the big used car operations are owned by billionaires. And what do they do? They make money on interest. They hammer you on the interest. Why? Because the millenniums want to do it all online. I'm not a computer person. I'm doing better. Yeah, I'm doing. I'm learning how to turn one on and operate it pretty good. But still, I'm not a computer person. But a lot of people want to buy a vehicle on the computer. They want to go online. They want to show everybody, you know, I want to deliver to my house. I've got dealerships that will deliver them. You know, I've got a Chevrolet Buick dealer in Lano, Texas. They'll deliver it to you here in San Antonio. They'll take care of you. They won't hammer you on the F&I department. And it's, you know, it's Granite Hills, Chevrolet, and Buick in uh, Lano, Texas. And it's a great drive. You need to drive up there and eat the barbecue, you know. That's a great, great opportunity. And and a little windshield time and a little fellowship time with whoever's riding with you. But uh, give me a call. I'll be glad to give you the phone number. Hey, their website's Lano.com. That's pretty cool, Lano.com. Man, I can't believe they got that situation. So Lano.com. And they'll deliver it to your door. Well, the millenniums want to go online. And I'm going to tell you something. The millenniums are smarter than I thought. I mean, I'm learning a lot about millenniums. But dealerships are trying to figure out how to make the most money on millenniums because they don't understand millenniums. They, they don't understand their buying habits and what pushes their button and, and you know, how we can figure out, to, you know, they want smaller payments on long-term and and that's what the manufacturers, the new car dealers, everybody, they're realizing the millenniums are coming on, and we got to figure out how to make money on them. Well, they they do it online, and so you go online to buy this car, and you don't pay attention to the interest rate, you don't pay attention to everything else, you don't pay attention to the big profit they make. I love these big. Hello, Larry. Uh, I love these big used car operations owned by billionaires, financing all the cars, making all I love them. I sell to them. Man, I'm going to tell you, you get three or four of them fighting for one of your cars, you can make some money. I can sell it to auction right now for more money I can sell on my lot. I, people don't realize that. 
But why? Because we've got a shortage of good cars. So if you've got a low mileage, and, and that's low mileage right now is under, you know, 80,000. Really, the magic number is 88,000 miles on the market if you watch the market. And I live the market. So if you get close to 85,000 miles, you need to start making a decision. Do I trade it? I need to trade it now. I had some people the other day call me on a car. And, you know, I, they also asked me, said, Randy, we drive a Toyota. I said, Toyota and Honda build the best cars. And they said, why? I said, because, hello, Sean, they build the best car because they, they figure if they build the best car, hello, Betty, and they do it right, more people will buy from them. But on the other dealerships, let's build a car that will last to maybe 100,000 miles, and that way they have to buy a new one. And I said, you know, here's the decision you got to make, and they're driving a, a Camry with 85,000 miles. You want to keep the car to 200,000 miles, or do you want to, you know, get all the value out of it now? Can you afford to buy? There's two kinds of cars, afford and can't afford, and, man, them can't afford are miserable. So, you know, you've got to understand, is it time to trade, buy now? What's the best deal? You know, did I miss the zero interest rate? Well, you know, there's some still rebates going on, and there'll be some more rebates soon as the manufacturers get caught up. You know, and I said, depends on how many miles you're going to have. If you can keep it under 90,000 miles between now and the end of the year, I think we're going to see a lot of inventory hit in uh, October. And so the new car dealers are going to get caught up, and then then the manufacturers are going to overbuild again, and then we're going to have too many sitting on everywhere, and then they're going to have to get rebates and do everything else, you know. But you need to understand your budget, your needs, your future. Do you want to be tied up for seven years? Can you believe seven years, all those people at zero interest rate? I would have taken a ten, twelve, fifteen thousand dollars and and due to my good credit, I could have got a great interest rate, and it would have been a better deal than taking the zero. But everybody wanted a zero. And, and that's part of Foursquare because their focus was on that one thing, and that's what sold them. And they gave their trades away because you, new car dealers made three to 4000 on your trade on the ones that you didn't want, and no, they told you everybody else didn't want. So they took them to the auction, and they made two, three, four. I've heard some as five and 6000 on people said, here, take my car. I want the zero interest rate. I can't live without it. It's the greatest deal ever. What happened in December to remember? I thought that was the greatest deal ever. But it ain't no matter. There'll be another deal coming around. So anyway, we all ran in. Now, you know, here it is, you know, 2020. That car, the note finishes out in 2027. What? I mean, we don't know what's going to happen in this election. I mean, a, a vote for Biden is a vote for communism. And if you don't vote at all, you know, then you're you're voting for Biden. You're, we're going to put this country into communism. They want one world money, one world government. They want to control us. How do you like this mask deal? I got my mask on. How do you like this mask deal, huh? It's a little trial. It's a little way of seeing how far they can push your button. This is communism. They want to control us. They want us to wear masks. They want us to stay home. They want to bring businesses down. How many businesses are not going to open back up? So how does that affect you? So now you're tied up with a big house note, and I buy and sell houses, and, I, and I buy, I've got a great design team. I've got a couple of uh, construction crews that I work with. 
And so if you've got a house that you don't want to fool with, in fact, we're looking at two houses right now um, that need some work, need a lot of work, and we're looking at probably purchasing them. So I buy the good, the bad, and the ugly, whatever's legal. I want it legal. I don't want to have to not sleep at night. I was talking to a guy the other day. He uh, he had somebody that was doing business illegal. For him, he had to fire, and he couldn't sleep at night. I mean, are you comfortable what you owe on your house, what you own your vehicles, what you own your toys? You know, my mother taught me when I was growing up, you got to make money on your toys and your hobbies because if you don't, they'll, they'll, ta- they'll drag you down. And so, you know, how many toys have you got this paid for? I mean, you know, there's some guys in New Brunswick that's selling $150,000 boats. Man, I'm telling you, and they're selling them fast as they can get them in there. I mean, 150. Uh, how, what's the loss on that little darling when you put it in the water for the first time? Mercy, down to they lose 50 grand. I don't know. I mean, it, how do you sell a used hundred thousand dollar boat? I mean, it's tough enough to sell a used hundred thousand dollar Mercedes Driscoll. I tell you, and it ain't easy. No. I mean, you know, how hard does it sell a Ferrari that's 200000 Use Ferrari. I've got a buddy of mine that's looking at a new one that's over three hundred grand. He said, Randy, what's it going to be worth when I drive it off showroom floor? I said, I ain't that smart. I mean, I don't know anybody wants to buy a used Ferrari at $200,000, $250,000. I mean, you know, we, we don't look for the future. We don't understand. We're not cautious enough. We're not conservative enough. The American public, man, they just jump out there and they buy with both hands. I mean, go through Walmart. I was through there the other day. They got super glue I like using on a bunch of stuff. And there wasn't no bicycles. I couldn't believe it. No bicycles. <laughs> Everybody, hey, that's good. I'm glad they're doing it because, hey, they're getting out there riding bicycles, getting themselves in shape, getting exercise. I love it. Hey, I, in New Brunswick, drive down I-35, the boat place was out of boats. You know, everybody's buying a boat. And hello, Butch and Johnny we, I, and Tommy. I know that everybody's got to spend quality time. Camper sales are up. A lot of things are up. But maybe we're looking at priorities the right way right now. You know, maybe this has got some, if, you know, it all looks bad. The virus looks bad, even though I had it for one day. And I'm going to tell you right now, if you get the virus, this is how it healed me. I sucked warm salt water up my nose 30 times the day I felt like I had it and two days afterwards, and I was super sick one day, got better the next day's third, third, fourth day. I was like I was 100% back. But it, where do they test it, Johnny? How you doing? And so they test it in your nose. Why? Because it mutates in your nose and it goes to your chest. Well, I had asthma growing up, so I didn't want to get it in my chest. And so I sucked it out. What are you doing that you've got to do in order to be successful? What are you thinking about? What are your priorities? What does it take? You know, and I've had a lot of people tell me, I'm not sucking warm salt water up my nose. Let me tell you something. The most contagious hospital in the world is in San Diego, California. The doctors and the nurses suck warm salt water going in and coming out, and they don't get sick in the most contagious hospital in the world. I'm going to sound like a winner to me. I don't know. I'm not a doctor. I can't spell some of the stuff that they talk about, but that's all right. But I listen well. You know, I love Proverbs 1.5, let the wise listen and add to their learning. I mean, are you learning from other people? Or will you take advice? Do you want advice? 
I mean, some people don't want advice. Some people don't want you to tell them what to do. And and sometimes it works. Sometimes it I don't know. But let me tell you something. You tell me something, I want to examine it. I'm going to examine it myself. Anything I talk to you about, and in my Bible studies that I'm about to crank back up, uh, in my teaching of y'all, I study my way, my emotions, my desires. Am I trying to reward myself? You know, lots of times we try to reward ourselves and we can't afford it. Back pocket national can't pay for it. I mean, have you thought about that lately? Have you, is back pocket, you know, nothing left back there at the end of the month? You know, pull that old checkbook out, add it all up and say, man, we got $10 left at the end of the month. Hey, it's not easy. It, the toughest thing in the world, I think, is telling yourself no. Have you told yourself no lately? I mean, you know, and and uh, I really feel sorry for a lot of these Democrats because I'm going to tell you something. Trump's got in their head. <laughs> yeah, Trump's in their head. Oh, I don't like the way he talks. I said, I told a, well, a relative of mine, a real close relative of mine, I said, I, you know, come to think about it, your language is not real good. You know, I mean, I don't bring people around because of how vulgar language you got. Well, I mean, this man, he's what? look at his actions. Look what he's done. Hey, he's put a 400-year war. He's putting the peace together in the Middle East. Hey, I'm going to tell you, uh, Obama couldn't spell peace. The, uh, the, none of the last five presidents know what they were doing. They were all one-world money, one-world government. Yeah, even even the Bushes, they're one-world money, one-world government. They didn't do any good for us. Trump's done good, but he don't listen to the Democrats. He don't listen to Republicans. He listens to what people need and what they want. And let me tell you something. I'm telling you, if you vote for Biden, you're voting for communism. Hey, and I'm, you know, I used to worry about my grandkids, what, the, what kind of world they were going to grow up in. Then I got to worried about my kids. And let me tell you, things are going so fast with the, the Democrat Party, and that's the Commons Party, and George Soros and all of them. I'm worried about myself now. Am I going to see communism in the next five years? Maybe if we, got, if we put uh, Biden and, and that crazy lady in there with them. So why does that pertain to the car business? I'm glad I don't have a seven-year note trying to swallow, and we look like communism might be coming in. They're going to crash the economy. Look how many businesses are going out of business. How's the, how does this economy flow? Trump's a genius. At, he had it going, everything going right, you know, and the Democrats, you know, I love Proverbs ten eighteen. What does that say? It says, those who hide hatred in their heart has lying lips. The Democrats have hatred in their heart for our country. They have hatred in, for, our, for the people who vote them in. You don't think so? Why do they lie to us and say they're going to do this and they don't do it? They lie to us. And then they do the opposite. You know, I mean, Obama told us what all he was going to do, and he did the opposite. The Bushes promised all the things in the world, and they did the opposite. 
I mean, you know, there ain't much difference between the Republicans and the Democrats. They all the bedfellows up there. They party together and make deals together and lie to the public, you know. I, th- I like to see them sitting around a big dinner with all their drinks and saying, hey, you know, I told the biggest lie. I told the bigger. They probably bragged each other they told the bigger lie to their people who voted them in than the others. Can you believe it? I believe that. Hey, you heard what I told my voters what I would do? <laughs> That'll never happen. Well, that's the way it goes. But in the same way in the car business, do you believe that you can afford something? Here somebody tells you that you can afford a payment, and they don't know what your economy is. They don't know what your budget is. They don't know what the future is. And they tell you all this stuff, and you get fired up, man, and you believe them, and I'm going to buy this car. Hey, okay, you ready for this? 76-year-old woman walks into the big-time dealer on I-10. Hey, the world-famous man, I'm telling you, owned a bunch of stuff. And, and he, she walks in and buys a 12-tundra small door. Everybody in the car business know what small door back door is. 139,000 miles. And they said, hey, all you got to do is pay 18000 for this car, ma'am. She's 76 years old. Yeah, I need a pickup. I got some rental properties. And we need to haul some stuff every once in a while. So they sell her a twelve, thirteen thousand dollars $13,000 truck for 18000 She's good with 18000 You know, she's thinking, oh, man, they got her convinced. And so then her son pulls her contract out. And, and he's a listener. Thank you for listening. And he pulls out his contract says, Mom. You got 60 payments of $565 a month. Let me add that up. Well, that's 33900 and you put 2000 down. You're paying 36000 for this 12-model truck with 139,000 miles. Oh, Mom, you're paying 36000 and they told you 18000 Would the car dealer lie to you? Come on, Bubba, you believe that? Hey, if you believe a car dealer won't lie to you, I won't say you land the park. Yeah. Oh, by the way, I'm going to have to write out the deed. Don't worry about it. It's good, you know. She pays. She, they tell her she's paying 18000 She pays 36000 for a used 12 model. He said, pull it up. What's the auction report? So, well, those miles are in that VIN number and it's a base. You know, they're bringing twelve, thirteen thousand 13000 at the auction. So he said the dealership. Is making twenty over twenty thousand dollars on my mom? I said, "Yeah, I hate to tell you this." Well, how do we get out? I said, "We'll go over and talk to them." I doubt they're going to. Oh no! So they went and talked to them. Uh 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 uh. You signed the contract. I'm sorry, it's yours. You know. Well, now they're thinking about turning it back. Well, you want to kill your credit for seven years? Well, she said, "I'm seventy six. You know, I mean, I do. I need credit. I don't know. You know, I so." How do you, how deep did you get buried the last time? Do you don't take time to look at the contract? See, that's the key on the millenniums in buying a car online. You go through it, you don't spend enough time, you don't realize they're charging 18, 20% interest, you don't realize they're hammering you on extended warranties at the max. Uh, you need gap because the time they get through with you online, you need gap just in case you're in an accident and, you know, you don't have any money left. I'm helping a lady right now. She'd bought a car, son wrecked it about a month into owning it. And then here we go. Claims adjuster beating her up, not wanting to let her. She's, they're going to be out on the street begging for a car. I mean, time they get through with the insurance companies, hey, they don't care about you. You know what the insurance companies say? Send me the money. We love you. And then after that, hey, they don't help. 
Her agent hadn't helped. Nobody's wanting help. She's out there on her own. A claims adjuster from, you know, the company. Here, it's her company. And, you know, the son had an accident, took a curve too fast, and told his vehicle. So, I mean, who helps you? I'm going to tell you something. The more and more I talk about it, the more I talk to people, there's nobody helping anybody in the car business. Nobody. Nobody's got a show like I've got in the car business. Nobody's telling the truth. Nobody's telling how they're pushing your button, making you miserable. Hey, you don't think it's miserable? Hey, what's the commercial lately? Hey, if you hate what you own your car, you hate your payment, you hate everything, come on in here. We're going to make all things better. Yeah, you believe that. Here we go again. Biggest lie in the car business. We're going to help you. Hey, they're going to help the dealership. They ain't going to help you. You think they're going to give money away? You think they got $50 million dealerships that takes a million and a half, $2 million a month to open the door, and they're going to help you? They're going to help you out of your money, Bubba. Hey, buckle up. We got a second half of the show coming up. I buy the good, the bad, and the ugly. You can call me anytime, 830-708-4789. Hey, I'm sorry, you Democrats. Trump's in your head. He may he offends me what he says. Really? Maybe you offend somebody. You ever offended anybody? How do you talk? He's getting his actions are getting things done. Are you? How are you productive? What are you doing? Hey, John F. Kennedy, what do you say? It's not what this country can do for you. What can you do for your country? God bless you. I love you. I'll be right back in four minutes. Hello, I'm Randy Adams, Learn to Buy and Sell Cars.com. Heard right here at 630, the word, every Saturday morning at 9 a.m. I talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly in the car business. You need any questions answered, give me a call, 830-708-4789. Hello again, San Antonio. This is Randy Adams, Learn to Buy and Sell Cars.com. Thank you for tuning in. Hey, if you like what I'm doing, tell 20 people to listen to my radio show. Give me a call, 830 830- Or go to my website, learntobuyandsellcars.com. And if you need a new car, a new Chevrolet, a Buick or so, um, Granite Hills in in Lano, Texas is a great company. I've been dealing with them. uh, These two guys, Kurt and and Bruce, bought it. And, I mean, they're hands-on dealers. They're there. Hey, they're looking for a title clerk. They're looking for a mechanic. If you want to take your family to a great hill country, small town, uh, doing the right thing, uh, enjoying peace and safety and, and growing with the community. And Austin's going that way, but the, I think the conservatives are trying to get out of downtown liberal Austin. So, I mean, in, but the, Bruce and, and Kurt, man, they're good guys, and they want to do business right. And I, I don't put people on my radio shows that don't do it right. And they do it right, and they treat people right, and, you know, they'll give you plenty for your trade, and they've got a bunch of Tahoes coming in. They've got a bunch of trucks. The Tahoes, I think, already hit. The trucks are on the way. And if you want a good, honest deal and you don't have to fight with the F&I department, give them a call. But I guarantee you they're needing mechanics. They're needing some people, and, and Lano's a great, prosperous town, and uh, that county is growing unbelievable. But I've enjoyed, really enjoyed doing business with Bruce and them. Hello, Don. I really enjoyed doing business with Bruce and Kurt because their word's good. I mean, that's what my dad taught me, you know, 50 years ago. If your word's no good, you're no good. 
And so what happened to our word in the car business? And I'm glad to see that Kurt and Bruce are that away. So give them a call or go to Lano.com. If you want their phone number, give me a call. Be glad to hook you up, and they'll treat you right. I'm seeing how they treat their customers, what they're doing. And, uh, I mean, if I was a young man and uh, wanted to, to find me a good community and a good place to work, I'd, I'd sure take a look at that's Granite Hills in Lano, Texas, a Chevrolet Buick store, and tell them Randy Adams sent you. I mean, uh, I buy their trades. I've sold them a lot of stuff, and I enjoy doing business with them, you know. Um, we've got in a, a new uh, a 15 that looks like new, real great uh, LTZ 4x4 Dooley Diesel uh, that well, I'm about to send them information on that they're thinking about buying. But I get a lot of diesels. I got some company diesels. I sold a company in New Bronzeville that clears lots for uh, for builders. Hello, Gabe. And and uh, so uh, I, I meet so many people, and so many people listen to my radio show. And I thank you, listeners, because I want to buy the good, the bad, and the ugly. And like I say, I buy homes. Uh, helped a lady get hooked up with the best realtor I know of uh, in San Antonio and the surrounding area. And uh, then I watched her in action sell a house for the lady was expecting four fifty, and it brought over five hundred. I mean, in, she handles herself so well. It's hard to find people in business with the right character, the right heart, the right desires that know that now every deal is not the only deal. You know, where you build relationships, you build trust, you build the right things. That, and, you know, it's not everybody in there is – I mean, I know 100 real estate agents, at least 100. And it's so important, you know, that they know how to, pre, you know, present themselves, present your property, you know, and how to clean it up. Um, I watched this realtor pick up things and rearrange things and set up things. And, you know, it's all presentation, but it, it – you know, and – you just got to know exactly how to present the property. Well, the same ways in the car business. How do you present the the car? You know, I mean, that's why these all these dealerships are now looking the same. The manufacturers want you to look the same. They want you to act the same. They're teaching. See, the manufacturers finally learned that if they present themselves, the dealerships make them present themselves are all the same, doing it the right way. They take successful dealerships and they pick the right points of of how it's successful, and then they in, tell the others how to integrate it in their business. And that way, when you walk in, you get sold. They they want you to get sold. They don't want you to go. You know, they don't want you to look at a a Chevrolet and go buy a Ford or a Ford and go buy a Chevrolet. That's why they're they're wanting to trap you in there. That's why they they do anything. Dealt with a gentleman, a radio listener, great guy. He's probably fishing this morning down Rockport. Really enjoys his friendship. And, I mean, I've met so many great people that are my radio listeners who are thankful for what I'm doing. But, I mean, you know, this, this guy goes over the top about it. But, uh, so, I mean... You 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 got to get ready. You, hello, Bob. Uh, yeah, I'd buy that one, and especially if it's a diesel. Yeah, I need that truck, Bob. Hello, Clyde. And so uh, I'd buy anything that you know that is a possibility. I need that truck. In fact, for a lady to pull a horse, she's got a living quarters horse trailer, 
uh, that's a neighbor of mine, and that would fit it perfect for her. And so, but um, I buy the good, the bad, and the ugly. And so this gentleman did his homework. He listens to my show for the last six years, and he did his homework. So he gets the price from this new car uh, dealer on a truck, and it's all set. Does it on phone, got his financing, got his truck sold to me, uh, got everything going. And I'm telling you, four and a half hours later, we finally get out of this dealership. We finally get out. And they, even the good dealers have got tough. Even the good dealers are getting squirrely. Even the good dealers will mouse you around. Well, I'd still be a buyer, buyer Bob. And so, uh, and so we, we've got these situations where years ago, everybody, and I'm, I'm including everybody, seemed like, well, I'd say 90%. Back in the 60s and 70s, the dealers told the truth. They took care of the customer. They didn't worry about everything. And so now things have changed. you got to be prepared mentally, physically, spiritually for a battle for all the money that's available in your bank account, your credit card, everything. And so you got to be prepared. And, and it, takes, it takes thought. It takes concentration. It takes focus. It takes saying no to yourself when you walk into one of those dealerships. So you got to be prepared. Go to learntobuyandsellcars.com, number one. Know what your credit score is. Go to ftc.gov. Look what your credit score is. Clean it up. Study it hard. Make sure everything's correct. And so when you're in that situation, then go to the bank credit union. Talk to five or six of them. And, uh, okay, I will give you a call. I'll find that folder. I had not seen that file, but I'll, I'll come by. I'll go by there and take a look at it because I buy everything, and I like that truck. And so everything is available to everybody and so, but we got to put it all together. We've got to understand where you're at, direction you want to go, um, the future. I mean, how much are you going to use it? When are you going to sell it? How long have you owned it? How much is it going to cost? And, and so we've got to pile all this information up together and know exactly what you can do. I mean, the future might change November 4th, 5th. I mean, we don't know. We don't know how this election is going to turn out. But I know that it's, it's going to turn out better if we have Trump than Biden because Biden's just a puppet. That boy, he got some issues. I mean, serious issues. So then who's going to be running this country? George Soros is. George Soros runs our city. You don't think so? Look at his policies. Read about it. Study about him. And read about what the mayor's doing. How How's this mayor hurt our business? How does it stop business? How does it control us? You know, is this the norm from now on? Are we going to have to wear masks the rest of our lives? Are we going to be fearful of every virus that comes out? You know, or, or, you know who's going to stay in business? How How's this going to affect our insurance in business? How's this going to affect your health insurance? You know, I mean, life insurance. How's it going to affect everything that you do? I mean, the effect of the future. Do you want to be conservative or do you want to get out there and spend all the money, have nothing left? I mean, you know, these businesses, there's a lot of businesses not going to survive from this deal. Is there going to be people that will work cheaper now because they're trying to survive? Or is the government going to bust us by 
trying to help everybody survive through all this deal. You know, we put out some trillions to keep it up and afloat, but how much is a buying power? Uh, me and my designer of my house went through Lowe's the other day, and two dollar two by fours are six dollars. Well, how's that affect everything? Well, the buying power is weakened, so now what you're making can't buy as much, can cannot make that payment, cannot make the insurance payment. Insurance is going up. Everybody's got to pay one way or another. So insurance is going up. Our payment's going up. Loss of value of our dollar is going down. What do we invest in? You know, I mean, what do you, hello, Jim. Uh, what do you invest in for the future? You know, we got to have freedom. And, and they're trying to take it away from us. we got to have cars. I mean, nobody lives within close enough to do everything you need to do. I mean, how much time I was talking to a gentleman the other day. My, I've got a Saturday night show that goes all the way to Michigan. And I was talking to a guy that lives in New Jersey, works in New York, because he can't afford to live in New York. But it takes him two, two and a half hours to go into the, to the city to work and two and a half hours to come back. So that he loses five hours a day. So then he puts eight hours, so now it's 13 hours. So he gets home and tries to eat and go to bed, gets six, seven hours of sleep. How does that affect him? Do you want that kind of deal for San Antonio where we're riding trains and, and buses and everything? Do you have that much time? I mean, I lived at Canyon Lake, and it was 45 minutes back and forth. There's an hour and a half a day that I was losing. So I'm moving back to New Braunfels, living back in New Braunfels because of family, because of business, because of I want to be close to everything. I found the perfect location, the perfect home with the big shop. I mean, I'm a blessed man to have the exact thing that I need probably for the rest of my life. I'm looking at the future. I'm looking at what I can afford, what I need to invest in. And new car dealers are looking at what can we get off of these customers? How much can we draw off? How, what's the most we can get off of them? I had a little lady come in from shirts, and she brought me an Acura. Great little car. You know, yes, it's got some miles on it, but it still has some life. Well, you know, I said, what did you buy? Mercury Milan. I said, you sure you bought a good car? Well, they told me it was a good car. I said, okay. I said, but this car's still a good car, young lady. She said, yeah, but I'm, I've got to sell it to do some things. And, and you know, uh, my house needs some work, and but I need to sell it. And I said, well, I'll look at it and buy it. I'll make you an offer on your house. Or I've got a design team to come in and tell you what to fix to sell it. And so she said, well, I need to sell my car. So I bought her car. Come to find out, she texts me back. It's got a lot of issues. It's been in the shop the last three or four days. I buy her car on Monday. She puts it in Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday trying to fix things on it. I told her when, I said, you sure? I said, these cars, great cars. The car you bought, I think it's close to the end of the life on it. Hello, Justin. And so she believes that too. And so and so now she's spending the money that she sold her car when she was going to do something else, doing that. We've got to, you know, we need help. Here's a young lady, single mom, trying to make it, two daughters, you know, trying to do the best thing she can, and she buys a car that's got more problems than the one she had. 
Where do you get advice? I mean, that's why people call me. My phone number is 830-708-4789. Just like that lady, I told her to buy the car from the uh, leasing company that she leased the car from. You know, that's why I tell my buddies, you know, I'm taking a vacation. I need to buy a car. Go rent a car. Jim will rent you one. He'll tell you Enterprise will rent you a car. And when you get back, give it back to him. And you don't lose all that money buying a car in a haste, drive, buying a car just to go on vacation, you know. I said, you get around fine with what you got, rent a car for vacation. That's the way to go. I mean, you know, I've rented motorhomes. I've rented campers, you know. I haven't never rented a car because, you know, anybody, I own 200 cars most of the time, 150 to 200 most of the time. So I've got something to take that I can trust. But who do you trust now? Do you trust your own decisions when you don't know what's going on in the car business? Do you trust somebody selling you that are trained? I mean, they're trained 365 days a year, whose livelihood depends on selling you, who depends on his family and his eating selling you. I mean, that's why they hire a lot of people in, and and they work them for 120 days and tell them sell their best friends or high school people or family, everybody, and tell them you're giving them a great deal, and they don't know. And they lay away their family and their friends and everything, and then the dealership either figures out they're a great salesman or not. So if they're not, they send them down the road, but they've hammered all their friends and family. And so you've got to – I'm trying to give you an even playing field to be prepared for a battle, I mean, it's mentally, physically, and spiritually a battle for all available money you got. The new deal's going to be, there's new stuff going on in Dallas right now, and it's certification of all cars. And they spend about an hour to two hours looking at a car, checking everything out, and then they claim certification, and they charge you twenty-two to $3,500, and you got to buy the certification to buy the car. So then they lead out with a price that's a good price, that's close to their cost, and they get you in, and then you got to buy the certification or they don't sell you the car. It's because they're not making any money. And then you, they say you extended warranty where they make more money, they pile it on. That's coming to San Antonio. That's not far out. It'll be here. Everything starts in Dallas. San Antonio's a few months behind Dallas, but anything that's a gimmick that works up there comes down here and it works here. F&I was big time in Dallas. They have dealer group. They have 20 dealer group. And the owners and the big time managers go to these 20 dealer group. And they brag, and it's most of the time they exaggerate, lie, whatever, how much money they're making, how easy it is, how great it is, how wonderful they are. And then those owners go back and they kick their managers around. Them guys are making more money. They're doing this, this, this. We got to be doing that. Man, they cause havoc big time. I've seen it coming back, and I mean, these owners are on the managers big time because they're not doing it the right way. They're not making enough money. These people are making more money, you know, and they hear all that stuff. Let me tell you something. The number one ingredient to new car owners, except for one, and he and he's in San Antonio, is pride. Number one ingredient. Yeah, there's there's one. You have to call me to find out who that one doesn't live and base everything on pride. There's one in this in this town that I know of. 
Now, there's some others in boys in, in uh, Lano. They don't build their business on pride. They're, they build our business on doing it right. I've got another one in Bastrop, Texas. I mean, there's a very few owners that pride, greed, selfishness is their number one thing in their life. And and so that's how they work so hard of, of being so tough on their managers, and the managers put it on the salespeople, and the salespeople put it on you. And it trickles down because, hey, I'm going to tell you something. Uh, in the car business, their God is money, profit, and it all works. Well, stop and think about it. Would you build a $50 million business and not make money? And it's got the overhead of a million and a half, a million eight a month. Do you think Buffett would be out trying to buy 200 more dealerships if there wasn't big money in, in the deal? You know, so we're, we're in a market change. Things are starting to slip a little bit, getting tougher and tougher. You know, and and I talked to a lady that her daughter works hard, saves money, got to $3,000, didn't have anybody to go with her to help her. She's been wanting a truck. She buys an 03 Dodge truck and puts $3,000 down, drives it off the lot without checking it, getting anybody to check it. Got lots of problems all week long. She's just barely getting it around. It finally gets it to a mechanic. Mechanic says, "Hey, motor's gone. It's it, it's not. It's amazing. It's still running." Well, she takes it back to the dealer. He's not doing nothing. She's not getting her money back. Mother calls me. What can we do? I said, "Well, she she needed help. She needed a mechanic. She needed to have it checked out." Lots of times, there's there's local shops that'll look at one for seventy five to one hundred and fifty. Cheap insurance. You know, if somebody tells me they need to check a unit out, I'm glad. I want it on somebody else. What man makes breaks? You think these parts houses on every corner not happy with changing parts out? All the mechanics around working, doing things. I mean, you know, gentlemen come in the other night. Uh, I'm over at a place that I lease that does my mechanic work. Comes in, and his brakes are, are bad, and he's needing to make a trip, you know. And they they told him said go down parts house get the 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 brake pads you want how much you want to spend on them bring them back and they he said we'll, we'll charge you hundred dollars to put them on so I mean he buys twenty four dollars worth of pads brings it in they charge him a hundred dollars to do everything and he had some other issues they fixed for a hundred bucks so he got his his brakes fixed on front end for a hundred and twenty four lady I sold a unit to. Bought it off a friend of mine. He said, Randy, I just did the brakes on this car, and it's got new tires, and it's got a water pump, and it's done this, that, and the other. I said, okay. So I sold it to this lady about two months ago. She says, Randy, I, I need your help. I said, why? She said, you know, I, I spent a little more money than I wanted to. She paid cash for the car. She says, I'm a little strapped for money, and they want twelve fifty to fix the brakes. I said, hold it. No, no, no. They, well, they want 1250 to fix your brakes. What's wrong with your brakes? She said, uh, oh, there's a problem with them. I said, no, my buddy got them fixed down at the shop I do business with, and he just put brakes on there. Well, they're squeaking a little bit, and I've been told that they're bad by this shop, and they want $1,250. I said, bring it in. Let's tear it down. They tore it down. She, she's been going down a gravel road and got a little dirt on it. 
But these brake people, I couldn't believe it, wanted to charge a 1250 and the brakes were new. Were new. Well, they lie to you. You better, hey, don't get complacent with your mechanic. Go to YouTube, see how hard it is to fix, how long it takes. Hey, check prices. I buy a lot of stuff off of Amazon, Rock Auto. Um, I've got other parts houses. I shop prices. I mean, you can see a huge difference in what you're spending money and what man makes breaks. And let me tell you something, you know, it's always something. Yeah, you know, they give you a warranty for 36,000 miles, and you can buy extended warranty. And some extended warranties are the right price, you know. Most extended warranties run 1500 to $2,000. And if you pay more than that, well, here we go again. That lady that bought that car at 36000 probably extended warranty. They probably charged her five or 6000 over what it cost them. And so, you know, the lady that bought had 3000 down. Now she's got nothing. She should have spent a little money or taken somebody. You need to know somebody who's mechanically inclined. You know, you need to check it out. This is your hard-earned money. I mean, how hard did that lady work for $3,000? And that time she worked is gone. She was never going to get it back. She then gave it to a dealership that's not helping. And so do you keep making payments? They hammered her for more payments. You know, it's about like a title loan. Don't do a title loan. They're 330% interest. You, they, you pay back in six months more than you borrowed. So if you borrow 5000 you pay 900 a month, you're at 5400 a month after six months. I've told you all the stories I hear of so much. Guy shows up with a pickup the other day, and, I mean, this truck's worth about three grand. Well, he, you know, he did borrow 5000 on it. He's made already ten payments, or at ten payments at nine hundred. That's nine thousand dollars. He's already paid back four thousand more than he borrowed. And here's the kicker: he still owes thirty-eight hundred and something dollars. So if he wants to pay it off today, you add that to it. So that's thirteen thousand dollars for five thousand dollars on eleven, twelve months. Hey, that's what happens. And it, hey, and you can thank the guys we put in office because they allow this to happen to you. It's illegal in 27 states, but not in Texas. Our good old boys up there go brain dead when they get to Travis County, and they sell us down to the river to their buddies that's paying them cash on the table. You don't believe that? You're stupid. But I'm going to tell you something. They got their hand out. All those elected officials that's up there in Austin representing us has got their hand out. They got so much cash. How do you go in there making seventy, eighty thousand a year and come out a multimillionaire in a few years? You know, we've got to see how to protect ourselves. You gotta make better decisions. Give me a call, 830-708-4789. Hey, if you want a new Ford, I'm I'm sorry, a new Chevrolet or Buick, give me a call. I'll give you Granite Hill's phone number or go to Lano.com. And uh, you want your phone number, call me, and I'll give it to you. God bless you. I love you, San Antonio. I love you, surrounding areas. Give me a call for free information. Hello, Frank, 830-708-4789. Tell 20 people, listen to my show next week, or go to Facebook, Randy Adams. God bless you, San Antonio.